In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hi, this is Carol Carter Clues, and welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report um, with your, your, your host, uh, Joel Nagel, America's number one offshore uh, asset protection attorney. And Joel, today, I would like to talk to you about a business offshore. What do you say? Sounds great. I'm uh, presently at the North American Bitcoin Conference, and uh, it's uh, a, a wacky, crazy, very loud vibe. And I've uh, found a little room off one of the corridors where it's... Uh, kind of quiet, but I apologize in advance if uh, if we get any crazy noise going on here. <laughs> well, this is great. I'm glad you're there because the, you know, the tomorrow we're going to be talking with Mike Cobb uh, about that, uh, some about that conference. Also, Elzante. Mike's here as well, and he's here as well, and it seems like everybody who's anybody in the Bitcoin or crypto space is here, and uh, it's not like a normal conference. I mean, you pull up to the the, the uh, convention center and it's lined with uh, Lamborghinis and Ferraris and, uh, you know, Rolls Royces. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of the, the, the loud blaring music never stops. Um, but, you know, the, the, it's, it's amazing though, you know, it's and incredible. of course, Bitcoin is really becoming a, uh, a vehicle for asset protection. And I'm sure we could do a whole show just about that, but I know we want to talk about, uh, taking a business offshore so yeah can... i do want to do a show show with you on that and tomorrow we're going to talk about alzante bitcoin beach with mike but on that subject of a business offshore and of course the um the the whole idea of um of bitcoin ties in with that but i went to your website okay which i do often there it is folks look at that nagelall.com you you read that thing more than i do carter i have to give you credit <laughs> Well, you always somebody once said when I want to read a good book, I write one. Well, you wrote the website, so so I'm the one that has to read it. But in the circle in red is the knowledge center. So folks, click on that. And when you click on it, this page opens up, and then circled in green is what we're going to talk about today. And that is how to select the best country for your offshore business. Because I think, Joel, we have a lot of offshore club members who want to make their move offshore. But and some of them have a good substantial fixed income. It's no problem, but they still want to make some extra money or there are some younger ones who actually want to start a business offshore. You're the expert on it. So what was what's the first thing you say? Let's say Joe walks into you and says, 
Joel, I went off, open a business offshore, Honduras, Guatemala, uh, Nicaragua, Belize. What's, what is the, the first thing you, you would say to them? The first thing? Well, you know, before, before I want to talk about jurisdiction and structures and things like right. that, I want to know, I want to understand the person and I, I want to understand their background. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, they think, I mean, you, we, we get clients at both ends of the spectrum, right? So we have people who are moving to that part of the world you just mentioned as retirees. But like you say, they don't want to really sit in the rocking chair and watch the sun go down. And we get people, young people who are, you know, just kind of starting out. And those are two, right. you know, very different groups. When I'm talking to, you know, the older crowd, I want to really understand, well, what is it that you did in your career? And is something that you did in your career in the U.S., Canada, Europe, wherever you're from, is, is, is that applicable to the area where you're going? Because in a lot of cases, it, it absolutely does, right? Like, hey, I was, an, I, I was a director of an IT company. And I'm moving. I want to move somewhere south. Well, guess what? They're in huge. You know, IT people are in huge demand. So you start a little IT company in you know Costa Rica. It's going to do great. And the only thing you have to understand is the nuances and the differences between what you you know what you were doing in the U.S. and 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 doing the same thing in Costa Rica, but in a different legal environment. So right. that's not that's not a hard thing to to do. But what normally happens is people decide they want to do something completely different. So, you know, I have a guy who was for 40 years, he's a truck driver, and now he's going to move to Belize and he's going to open a restaurant and a bar. Okay. Not a, okay. Good, not a good idea. I mean, I, I ask him, well, what do you know about the restaurant business? What do you know about the bar business? Do you know that 90% of those businesses fail? You know, I, I think if you're going to do that, you really want to take baby steps. So if that were if, if that were my client and they were said they wanted to do that, I'd say, look, put your money in a one year CD, go down to the country you want to be in, get a job in that industry and make sure you really understand it, that you like it, um, you know, that it's compatible. Because once you've invested all of your retirement to figure out it's not compatible and you're not going to it's not going to work, that's yep. a bad time to discover that. So so that's one Excellent. thing with Excellent. with young with young people, you know, that parts usually easier you know they're they're really more geared towards what it is they can do and for young people i think the technology is allowing them to do more and more you know in some cases they can do the, exactly the same job they can work for a, a company and you know i think covid has proven to everybody that you know if 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 you worked for a company in cleveland and they said hey stay in the suburbs stay home we don't want you commuting we don't want you spreading germs well, what difference does it make whether you're in a suburb of Cleveland or, or in Panama? You know, you can you can do the exact same job. I mean, you know, once you once you're virtual, you're virtual and it doesn't matter where. And yep. I think young people are, are picking up on that. You hear a lot about digital nomads, but even the people who want to like plant a flag somewhere, it, it's 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 easier and easier for them because, you know, the the countries where they want to go. You know, we spoke the last few weeks about residency. It's easier and easier for a young person, particularly if you tell the authorities, hey, I don't I don't need a job. I have a job. Now, what does that mean? That means I'm going to work virtually for my company in Cleveland or Houston or San Antonio, wherever. And, you know, the money is going to come to me in Belize, Panama, Costa Rica. I'm not going to take somebody's job. I'm going to create a job because I'm going to spend it in in um, in that area. Right. I'm bringing more uh, money to the to the party. 
Um, but if it's something that you can do as, let's say, an independent contractor, there's definitely a lot of advantages to doing your job, your business abroad, as opposed to in the United States. So right. you know, one of the things is there's something called the Foreign Earned Income Exclusion, or FEIE for short. Yeah. The Foreign Earned Income yep. Exclusion is going to exempt about $109,000 of your, the first $109,000 of your income, plus there can there's a exemption for a housing allowance. So again, if I'm doing if I'm doing that virtual work for a company in Cleveland, if I'm a, if I'm an employee, that's one thing. But if I start my own company and I can get the the company in Cleveland to pay that company and then that company pays me, you know, that then I can really take advantage of you know a lot of those perks. Plus, my travel back and forth is probably going to be tax deductible. There's a lot of things you can do uh, by structuring a business that's your business as opposed to just being an employee. But, you know, we let, get me make people... sure, let me make sure I understand that that because I, I, I read about that on, on your on your website, folks. Check it out right there. The Knowledge Center. You'll see the question there. Uh, the F, F, foreign earned income exclusion <coughs> lets you take a salary of up to 100 it, it back then in 2017, 102. Now you say it's 109, right? Yeah, it's indexed for inflation. So okay. it'll probably go up a good bit <clears throat> when they come out with the new amounts from for 2020. Your <coughs> offshore corporation tax. Now, to get that 109,000 tax free, can you do it if you work for another company or you have to have your own company? I just want to be clear on that. No, no, you can actually get that um, exclusion. Either way, um, it's the the exclusion itself has to do with your residence, okay? And okay. the fact that you're working and living abroad. You can be working directly for a U.S. company, uh, but a lot of cases it's easier for some of the other expenses and things that you might want to deduct. Um, for example, well. I don't want to get too far down in the weeds regarding social security and, and right. uh, those types of taxes, but um, it can have an impact there regarding the, the foreign income exclusion amounts as well. Um, you know, a lot, most people find that if, if you, if you're going to be a direct employee, no problem, stay a direct employee, go to a different country, you can apply for the foreign income exclusion and you'll get it. Um, sure. Good. On the other hand, if you can do the work through your own company and you can have your company contract with your former employer and turn it into, you know, a, a uh, independent contractor relationship, it's even better. That's even better. Good. All right. So, it, you know, in today's tax bracket, $100,000, you would save about $30,000 a year by going offshore and doing what you're doing here in this country. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, most states, not all states, but most states have state income tax as well that you're, you know, getting rid of. And so, yeah, can save quite a bit. Which we, is have, we, we, we see a lot of people moving from high tax states like California, New York, you know, by the time you have a, let's say New York city tax, New York state tax, federal tax, you know, they could be paying, you know, upwards of 45%. Right. And so they can move offshore, let's say to Belize or uh, now you're in Belize right now, right? No, I'm in Miami, but I, I, I was in Belize up until, until I came here. I'm slowly working my way back. 
back to uh, back to Pennsylvania. Well, let me warn you, it's pretty cold up here. I, I'm in I'm in Reed back, and I heard it when I get home. It's supposed to be three degrees, and I don't have a jacket, so I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. It's very it's very. That's why I'm hoarse right now is because how cold it is outside. But the so so I open a business, and I can get the this this what to me is a very substantial tax reduction. So how hard is it? And I know it must vary from country to country, but how hard is it to open? Just I'm a writer. So I first of all, should I incorporate in, you know, I own a home in Honduras. Let's say I had to move down there to our place down there. And I, and I want to just write and have clients like I do now. Um, should I incorporate or not incorporate? And how hard is it? I probably would incorporate, um, you know, I might not necessarily incorporate the company in Honduras because the foreign income exclusion doesn't say that the, the foreign company and you, your foreign residency have to be the same jurisdiction. So, for example, if I was living in Honduras, I might set up an offshore company in Belize. I might open a, a, a U.S. dollar bank account in Belize, then a personal account in Honduras and, you know, let the money come into your your Belize companies, keep it in dollars. If you need, you know, so much money to live on, remit that to Honduras. It's going to get, you know, converted. Once it gets to Honduras, you're going to spend that money on groceries, rent, whatever, and you're going to keep what you want to save and invest, you know, more in the U.S. dollar side, and you'll get that exemption amount. And, you know. Why, why, on, would, why would, I know on the website, it says that, uh, <clears throat> that, for maximum asset protection, it goes right with what you're saying now, Joel. Um, for maximum asset, it, it should be you should open your business in a country different from where you're op- or open your bank account, different from where you're operating the business. And for people like me, I don't understand. I, I don't get it. Well, there's there's a whole variety of reasons, and we can you know go down through them. In some countries, you have um, exchange controls um, when the money comes in. Like, you know, we were talking, we mentioned Belize before. If you have a a local Belize bank account, when the U.S. dollars come in, they automatically get converted. Right. I'm pretty sure that's what happens in Honduras, too. Right. Right. You send dollars from, you know, Pennsylvania to Honduras and immediately gets converted, whether you want it converted or not. So, you know, converting it into local currency is easy. Converting it out back to dollars is hard or in some cases impossible. Depends on the exchange control laws and. You know, Colombia is another good example where, you know, it's very easy to move the money in and very hard to, to move it out. So you're kind of stuck then spending it in, in local currency. So, you know, that's that's one reason. Uh, but other reasons include things like lawsuits. You know, I, if if I set up a, a company in any country and I'm interfacing in such a way that I'm, that company might get sued, um, you know, I don't want to have all my proverbial eggs in one basket. I'd rather have, you know, the bulk of them in another jurisdiction, uh, which is going to make it hard or impossible for somebody to go after those assets. So, you know, those are just a couple of the reasons, um, you know, a lot of people refer to it as planting different flags. You have a residency in one country, you have a company in a country, you have a bank account in a country, and you're really doing it to layer the protection. You know, when we talk about asset protection, it's it's really designed to make it very difficult, if not impossible. I never use the word impossible, but, you know, you don't ever want to be the low hanging fruit. Someone comes in, you live in a place, your company's there, your bank accounts are there. They get a 
an order from a local judge to freeze your accounts and, you know, presto, what, you know, you're, you're out of luck. But, you know, if you have to spread out, we have clients that, you know, they even have their personal accounts in different countries and their business accounts in different countries. And they're not the same countries. So they can, yeah. you know, they, they, they want to make sure no matter what happens that, you know, they can access money. All right. One, one final question, not because I'm anxious to get off, but because it, that little thing just came up saying, I, like an idiot, I forgot to plug in my battery. <laughs> and that is, I mean, this has been great information. But let me ask you one final question, and I hope it lasts long enough for the answer. How about having a company doing business in the U.S. and having my company incorporated in Belize? Any advantage there? No, not really. I, no. I do get that question a lot, Carter. And, you know, the, the thing is, a foreign company doing business in the U.S. has to register, and it still has to pay its its local and and, and federal taxes. Um, you know, it... it it ends up being exactly the same as uh, as a U.S. company, except it's more bureaucratic because of the registrations you have to do. So it's really better if you if you use that strategy for you know for your foreign business, for your foreign activity, or if you live abroad. And you know, in your case, for example, if you want to write abroad, people are paying you for doing that writing. And they pay your company in Honduras or Belize or whatever it is. You know, then you're going to be able to take advantage of the foreign earning income exclusion. And if you save twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in taxes, you know that's more money you have for your I lifestyle, like for you know visiting your family back in the states or, yeah. or whatever you want to do. It's like giving yourself a thirty percent raise. That's fantastic, Joel. Thank you for helping to save money. And now I have to save my battery, which is very <laughs> embarrassing for not noticing. But I appreciate it. This has been great. This has been great. It's always good I'm, talking to you, Carter. Thank you. We'll it's always you a real week. pleasure. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for joining us with on Joel Nagel's uh, Global Wealth uh, Fortress Report. Uh, great information on opening a business. Go to nagellaw.com and the answers are there. If not, send them to me and we'll ask them next time wrong with Joel. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it.